Welcome to the Terrible Outdoorsman Podcast. Got Ryan Collin, your host. Bob Collin, yo, 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 what up for show? Oh, you didn't, you didn't do your normal thing? <laughs> what is up for sure? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, you're just coming at me at so many different angles anymore. I don't know what you're going to do. I'm going to make up stuff as I go. That's, That's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm That's winging fine. it. I like I'm it. I'm winging it 90% of the time. Yeah. It works every time. Who else we got? We also got Dan Williams back in the studio this evening. Daniel San. Daniel San. That is your new name, Daniel San. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Daniel San. I'm here. I'm here. Dan, who else do we got? We have a very special guest uh, with us tonight. Uh, she is calling in from the great city of Metamora, Michigan. She's one of the top sporting clay shooters in the state and arguably probably the top 25 shooters in the country. Uh, we have Amber Brown with us. Amber, welcome. Hi, guys. Good to be here. Thanks for being on. Crowd noise in the background goes wild. That was like a UFC announcement. I was, was like, yeah. in this quarter, we've got <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Where's Bruce Buffer? Yeah. Let's get rid of the It's time. It's yeah. time. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. Welcome, Amber. Yeah, well, welcome. excited to have you. I know uh, we 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 teased this on the last episode, um, nice. and I know we've been working on setting this up for like a good month and a half now. So holidays yeah. are kind of we're kind of through some of the holidays, and glad we're able to finally get this going. So yeah, I'm glad this worked out for both of us. Yeah. So uh, so Amber, we'll just start with the basics. So tell uh, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Who the hell is Amber Brown? Yeah, so um, I would say I connect in with Dan uh, as a fellow sporting clay shooter, but um, I'm from Metamora, Michigan, and I live in Lapeer now. I'm uh, 23, and I work with my dad running his business uh, Monday through Friday. And my normal routine during the non-off season in the winter is I shoot competitively so I travel the country um, I was chasing hard after Team USA this year my first year just trying it to see how I do um, and then I also hunt a lot I have uh, soon to be two horses and I have a German Shepherd that's two years old she'll be two in January and uh, yeah I uh, fish with my dad as well and we have a cabin in uh, northern Michigan where we do a lot of our hunting. And, uh, yeah. Where's your cabin at? It's in um, Millersburg. Oh, okay. It's up by uh, Black Mountain. Oh, no shit. That's literally oh, where yeah. we, where our camp is. No way, really? Yeah. Yeah, whereabouts oh. up there? So we're kind of off the beaten path. Um, it's actually named Brown Road, our address. <laughs> hmm. Uh, conveniently enough oh that's that's fitting i kid you not um, <laughs> but yeah it's like uh do you know where black lake is uh yeah we fish or we we okay, well, we, we hunt on the northeast side of black lake okay northeast side of black lake we're like um do you know where the chateau is um no the bluffs oh yeah Okay, we're like less than five miles, a couple miles. We normally snowmobile in the winter. To oh, the so blocks. you're on the, so you're on the west side of the lake. We are on, yeah, over by Lorenzo's. Uh, no, where is Lorenzo's? I can't remember. Oh no, I'm thinking I'm all fucked up. Yeah, bluffs I, are on the east side. 
Yeah, there's a boat launch the right there. I was about to say, wait a second. I don't know. Yeah. My cardinal directions are apparently off. So, <laughs> yeah. So, if uh, I don't know, if it, we're going to save this for another time. We're, we're going to sidebar <laughs> this conversation. We're literally like probably five miles apart because we're right there on the on that by the bluffs. We're not far from the bluffs. Oh no way! We're probably five minutes from the bluffs. Yeah, what is that like Black Mountain something? Yeah, 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 Black yeah. Mountain. Town yeah. Hall, Town Hall Road, <clears throat> Town Hall Road. Yeah. We live on Town Hall Road. Seriously? So, <laughs> well, we're off of Town Hall Road. Yeah, just by um, you know where the main snowmobiling trail is that you pick up to go north to Mackinac? No, not, not really. We don't really <laughs> okay. sled much. All right. Well, the main trail. I don't know the number of trail, but we're literally right off the main trail. It's right okay. off our gate. Yeah, so we're, we're off. Really, oh, we're around Town Hall and Balsh Road. I don't know where Brown is and Ferris and so. Okay. But that's crazy. What a small that's ass crazy. world. I don't yeah, know anybody else went up there besides us. Yeah. I, I bet you they kill deer. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I, we'll, we'll probably get I, to that. Have we'll you seen her Facebook that. page? She obviously yeah. kills deer. Oh, yeah, and they're literally don't. like a mile away from us and <laughs> shooting deer, and we don't see shit. That's why we are the terrible outdoorsmen, and Amber's oh. not a terrible outdoorsman. Terrible. Okay, I don't know. Boy, well, that's uh, that's super cool. Um, how long have you guys had that cabin? So my dad actually built it. Um, he bought a couple hundred acres and like, I'm going to probably say the date wrong, but it was like 2004 or three. And my uncle and him built it. Literally, we're two miles in the woods um, to our cabin. And uh, now we have over a thousand acres up there. Holy my dad shit. just recently bought some more land. So we're hunting a huge piece of property up there. Um, dad built the cabin and... We built a horse barn, and we also have a um, just like a normal barn for like our snowmobiles and that type of stuff. But yeah, it's we have a lot of fun up there. We do a lot of different things. <laughs> we referred to the terrible outdoorsman camp, the talk last last episode. The talk, nothing anywhere remotely close to that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like we're gonna be yeah. shitting in a hole minus somewhere. three zeros for the acreage. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be like an acre. Oh yeah. boy. You think we're going to be able to get an acre? <laughs> oh, man. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we uh, we talked on the last episode, the one that uh, we, we just published a couple days ago, that we're going to be buying a deer camp, hopefully this year. We're calling it the Terrible Outdoorsman Camp. So, That's awesome. So Where at? Probably in the upper, probably the upper Peninsula. We grew right. up uh, hunting in the Upper Peninsula, so we kind of want to get back north of the bridge. North of the bridge. In IUP. Just south of heaven. Just <laughs> north of the bridge and south of heaven. I wonder if we can get through a whole episode without quoting Escanaba. I don't think so. Not this time of year. No, <laughs> definitely not. This I don't, time of year. I don't yeah. think so. Amber, have you seen that movie, Escanaba in the Moonlight? I have seen bits and pieces, oh and I've heard it's hilarious. All right, this interview's done. <laughs> See you. Hey, it's been great. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you for... <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed. All right, well, that's your that's your mission after this interview is to watch that movie. I will definitely watch that. People have told me to watch that, and I need to. you got to watch it multiple times, though. 
People are probably okay. sick of us talking about. We talked about it like the last four weeks for real. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> Y'all so, are just saying it's important. So yeah, you basically, just listen to our podcast and then you can know the entire movie. From we've almost movie. said every line. <laughs> we've in that said movie. every quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so fun. Yeah. So um, before we get into the shooting, so we obviously just spent yeah. way too much time talking about a hunting camp. So how, how did you get into to hunting? Like, or I guess, when, oh, when did you get into hunting? Is that something you did at a young age? or? Yeah, so I'm an only child, um, and like I said, I'm 23. So I started hunting when I was probably, I have a picture, actually, of my dad and I walking across the creek when I was probably four or five years old. Maybe I was three, just when I was just getting ready to walk. And um, I grew up, you know, my parents lived in Oxford before they lived in Matamora, but primarily I grew up in Matamora, and... When I wasn't in Matamora, I was up north, and that being, we didn't have as much acreage when I was this younger, but um, my dad was constantly clearing land, so I was sleeping in backhoes and riding on the dozer with him when I was like five and six, and um, my dad would be like, where is Amber? And I'd be like out sleeping in like the tractor bucket in the middle of the day. That's, uh, that's really dangerous. Not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so... But the hunting started, yeah, when I was probably five or six. Um, I have a couple hunting pictures. I know when I was seven or eight with like five or six mallards in my hand from the cabin. And uh, I shot my first deer when I think I was 12, maybe 12. And uh, we pheasant hunt, we duck hunt, we goose hunt, we hunt bigger bucks um we more manage our deer because our acreage is we can manage it it's private so we don't shoot really anything less than like 130 inches um so we're kind of in that qdma like trying to let them grow so they can you know get bigger and you you wouldn't fit in with our with our crew (laughs) (laughs) i don't think we see 130 inch deer Maybe uh, that's why. Uh, from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, one of, Bob's one got one on his wall that's over 130. But it's really? 141. Some change, I think. That's a really nice deer. Yeah, I know one of our buddies. I live on Wilder Road in Lapeer right now. And one of our buddies lives like five mi- less than five miles from me. Probably like three miles. They just killed a 192 on their property. Wow. And I was like crapping my pants looking at this picture and i'm like that's like less than three miles from my house how is that possible that's crazy that's, that's big deer country out there though look it here is. it's a lot of cornfields a lot of ag big ag out there so like those mm-hmm. deer will get pretty pretty hefty out in that way yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome so um so up north in millersburg you guys that's where you have yeah. the property and you guys kind of treat it like a, a qdma up there yeah, so we have um, several. So our hunting lodge is up north. Um, we really do everything. We mushroom hunt in the off season in the spring. We in the summer we really just clear trails and you know plant food plots and kind of manage the wildlife that way. Um, we've also dug some duck pits for hunting. I know we're getting ready to dig another duck pit, hopefully this spring with my dad up north, so we can have some really good duck hunting. Um, we haven't duck hunted up there in a long time. Um, that's part of our plan. And then in the winter, I snowmobile up there. Well, the fall first. I We mostly deer hunt. And this year, 
was my first year hunting um, up there at the cabin, being with the guys at, we call it square camp. So we went up to hunting camp, square camp. And um, one of our buddies shot a nice deer, one that we had had on camera all year. And um, he was like roughly 132 inches or so, which is a nice deer, especially for like, you know, we were only hunting like four or five days. And, um, but that's pretty cool. And then in the winter, we snowmobile hard so we'll we're actually trying to plan a trip hopefully in the next couple of years when we go through like the upper peninsula to um the surrounding states and make like a whole week out of it well, so the cabin awesome. we do everything but then in southern michigan like where i live and Lapeer, my parents have um 100 acres um in metamora so we hunt that and preserve that as well so we're trying my it's for my dad shot a 154 this year um off that piece and then we have another piece that's 350 about i don't know how far that is probably like six seven miles away and my uncle just shot one that was about 134 so we have some good properties that we're managing trying to i would say i would say so (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. like like, wow that's well when you have a a chunk of property like that like you can really do a qdma like where we hunt we have like a 20 acre parcel with surrounded by idiots who shoot every spike horn known to me. Right. Like it's really yeah, yeah, that's... tough to QDMA. Like you and I do our own thing. Like we, we shoot, like we, we hold off until we see a bigger buck, but like right. how many small ones do we see? Because they just don't last because okay. there's everybody around okay. us. Like yeah, doesn't it practice it goes back to this whole big conversation that I have with, uh, the wildlife, wildlife biologist. Yeah. With Chad, about like why is Michigan not known as a big buck state when we have the same terrain, the same the same basic concept as Iowa, Illinois, and all these other, you know, Wisconsin and these big buck states. We're literally on the other side of the water from Wisconsin. Yet Wisconsin is known as a big buck state. And like, why is that an issue? And in the, when you have land to manage like that, like one hundred percent, that's exactly how I would do it. Like one hundred thirty yeah. is a is a great number. Yeah to uh to try to manage your deer at so going back to you were talking about digging duck blinds and um i just saw a really cool uh, video i don't know what it was on some social media it might have been tiktok i don't know but these dudes had a a a goose blind so it was like in the middle of like a cornfield type thing and like Mm -hmm. it showed like above it and they're like looking at like the the you know you know just like all these decoys out there and then it went down below and underneath it there was a grill going there was like oh there, yeah there's like eight what? people in there yeah they're like cooking breakfast down there and like there's like oh eight people God. down there and it's like it looked and it was nice it was nicer than some of the hunting cabins we've lived in i want to be part of this yeah this was a blind i was like damn this is, that's pretty sweet so I, that's what i'm imagining when you're talking about your duck blind no. like that's what i see is that you guys you know you, no, you 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 come up to shoot the duck you go back down below and there's like a massage therapist down there <laughs> yeah. i'm just kidding life, i'm just though. i'm just messing like, with you, you. Eat, oh man you wouldn't have to go in that's a that's a that's a good business idea let's set that up hey, i'm just hey. saying yeah let's do that hey All take right. Team Brown needs to take some notes, so you need to get us some grills for when we come out there. We need, a, we need a masseuse. We need some steaks. Yep. <laughs> I have to make a bigger blind. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Extra well done. Yep. Yeah. Make a bigger blind. That's uh, – oh, man. 
So yeah, that's, that you guys said you or you said that you guys shot a 130 inch buck up in uh, your camp up near Onaway. And that's, uh, that's a that's an awesome buck for up there. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of rare that you see a deer much over a hundred inches, let alone a, a one thirty. But it sounds like you guys have a big piece of property that you can kind of try to grow these deer. So that's I awesome. I can tell you in uh, September. It's a funny story. Last year we were up there, and it was like I'm not an early riser, so hunting is like really hard for me to get up, and so. It's like the weekend. We're up there for two days. Like, you know, we leave after work on Friday, get up there late on Friday night, and I'm sleeping, and my dad busts through my door, and he's like, you got to get up. You got to get up. And I'm like, why? He's like, you got to see these deer. I'm like, I don't give a shit about a deer at 630 in the morning. Dad, it's September. Like, they're in full velvet. Like, let them get the velvet off. And he's like, no, you got to get up. So I get up, and our cabin is sitting kind of on a hill, and out the front of our cab, we have windows the whole way around the cabin. And out our front porch, I my dad hands me his binoculars. I'm, like, trying to, like, scope them. And I, like, look out there. And I kid you not, I thought I was looking at, like, a dream that I was having. I saw a 160-inch buck. I, like, crapped my pants. And I was like, no way. And he's like, that's, like, just one of them. And I, like, look a little bit to the left. And there's like a 150 inch deer there. I'm like, no, this isn't real. And they were just hanging out in the yard, you know, like they're just hanging out there. Like they just live there daily. I'm like, I've never seen this before just in broad daylight, you know, I'm just hanging out. So we definitely have them up there. It's just, uh, they're just smart. They know. Oh yeah. You know? They're, yeah. they're ridiculously skittish up there. We, we talked about oh, it yeah. last week or week before about how, how skittish deer are up there compared to down here. It's crazy. Oh, like God. down here, they're like pets. Yeah, like up, really up north, are. like they see you from a hundred yards away, and like you you blink, and they're like, "No, I'm out of there." See ya. Yeah. And you said you crapped your pants. So I would assume that was figuratively. Oh my gosh, I am. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did you? I think I think we'll say that. Okay. Um, uh, real a uh, couple other things on hunting. So, do you just gun hunt, or you or do you bow hunt too? So this year, um, I bought my first crossbow. I bought a Raven um, R10X, and it has been phenomenal. Um, I hunted. I didn't get out as much as I like, but um, I don't know if it's being a girl or what, but I'm, like, super particular in the stand I hunt. We only have a couple of them, so I got out in the ones that were safe because my dad fell out of a tree stand a couple years ago and broke his ankle. So That's good enough reason for me to not yeah i'm just a little extra paranoid but yeah like um, i'm i'm the type guy where i get in a ladder stand and bob goes in like these climbers and goes up 30 feet and i'm like hell no no way no Uh -uh. we don't do that anymore so much (laughs) i'm getting older yeah you're getting older but he used to like he set these tree stands up and i'm like i i'm not helping you i'm not even gonna catch him when you fall (laughs) (laughs) try to be safe yeah no so i bow i crossbow hunt and then i also um I shoot a 450 Bushmaster in the, the rifle shotgun season. And since we recently switched, or our state did, and muzzleloading coming up tomorrow opens, um, I will be shooting a 450 Bushmaster then as well. So we do both. Nice. So what is your, what's your personal best deer? My personal best deer? So I've actually hunted since I was about 12 when I, when I killed my first one. And I went eight or nine years without killing a deer. Um, I saw, you know, 110, 120 inch deer, but I was just like, 
you know, I want to hold out. Like, I know the property we hunt. I know they're there. We have trail cams. Like, they're cellular. They come to our phones. Like, we know it's there. And so, in 2020, I shot my very first eight point. It was, like, 125-inch deer. I'm still waiting for it for my friend to get it back to me because he's a taxidermist on the side. And then last year, I shot two nice bucks. I shot one that was... I'd say in the high 20s, um, that was in Oxford, right behind Oxford High School, actually. Um, and then the other one was a, I believe it's a 10 point, 10 point that was about 135, 134 last year at my parents in Matamora. So I would Damn. say right now it's 135. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was, it was a good year last year. Dad didn't kill any, but I killed two really nice deer and, this year it's the opposite. Dad's killed the deer and I haven't, so it's depends on the year. Yeah, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Like yeah. I've 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 gone I didn't I didn't shoot a deer last year. Uh but I passed some smaller bucks and things like that and then this year I've just had a kind of a string of bad luck and I had to yeah. I, I I had to miss like the whole rut because I had to go to a I'm in the army so I had to go to an army school and uh, and oh, so it, yeah so I've I've missed like a, a ton of the season and like it is what it is like I'm not too I'm not heartbroken about it but like some people are just hell bent on like if you don't shoot a oh. deer like you're oh, my dad you're the worst I tell you like Dan says team brown my dad and I are almost like when it comes to hunting and shooting, we're kind of like the package, too. We, like, do the hunting together and the shooting together. And so the hunting, my dad is, like, he owns his own business. He owns multiple businesses, so he's busy running those. But in the off-season, like right now with deer season, he's, like, put his phone down. I'm in the woods. He's so serious about it. The 15 days of rifle, he's, like, my butt's in the woods and I'll take the phone call when I'm out of the woods. And then in muzzleloading, he just told me he's already shot, you know, a nice 154, like really nice deer. And he's like, I haven't even shot one this year. I'm like, what do you mean, Dad? You shot one with your bone. He's like, that doesn't count. I'm like, I wish that didn't count, 154-inch deer. <laughs> I'm like, no, that counts. <laughs> do, you, do you know what his personal best is? Honestly, that's probably up there. Um, we've both been wanting to go out west together. He has shot an elk, but as far as like Michigan whitetail, honestly, probably that one. Or he lost one. Um, that he he's pretty good, like green scoring a deer when they're alive. Like I'm talking like within inches. And I know like a couple years back he uh, he was hunting, and I think it was with his 450. He um, either missed it or wounded it or something. He thought it was over 160. But physically, get, physically like, holding, it's the deer he shot this year for sure. Yeah, That's to, like To be good at that, you have to see a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. kill them and actually score them so yeah. that you know what those look like. So, like, if you don't ever see those right. deer, you might not know what a 150 or a 160 looks so, like. So does that put it into yeah. a little perspective? Because uh, Bob made a bold prediction this year. He was going to shoot a 150-inch buck. Yeah. No <laughs> Yeah, that was my bold prediction. I mean, and the season's not over. I, in my defense, really? I was hammered drunk when I did it. So, <laughs> yeah. we One of our first episodes was, like, episode two or three. We made a... Uh, bold predictions for the year of like one for fishing and one for hunting. And that was Bob's for hunting. And I remember thinking like, Oh man, you're going to eat some crow. Yeah. I'm going to shoot a little, I'm going to, I'm going to put that bar a little bit lower next year. 
I don't know. It's okay. Hey. We still got muzzle loading. We we still got it. <laughs> yeah. See that? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I said in the last podcast. Positive. Like, I'm true. in it to win it, and <laughs> it ain't over until the fat lady sings. So like, that's true. I, I got days. Some when you look at the one on the wall there, and it's like 140, and I'm like, I got you got to go 10 <laughs> inches bigger than that. I'm like, uh, not yeah. around here, bro. They're <laughs> here, big. dude. They're here. We. I mean, we don't have a lot on camera this year, but. <laughs> I don't know. You get the random. I think you need to go hunt up. the brown property. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a spot. Go sweet talk, Mister <laughs> Brown. So, oh, my gosh. yeah, Sweet-talk. Amber. So I, I got a question for you. So for people who yeah. may not know, which I know, you know, probably not many people do, tell yeah. us about Team Brown. What define Team Brown for us? I oh, know the, the the people in the shooting community know, but for our listeners, what is right. what is Team Brown? So Team Brown, I feel like to me, it just means like. Me and my dad traveling the country, really in a broad term, more narrowed down term, it's it's hunting and shooting. But we do so much together and like me being kind of a little bit of a daddy's girl, a little bit, kind of admit to that. But like we're close. So we um like, I don't know. I think it just it all started a couple years. It, it's been my whole life, but like more so a couple years ago, I like, went through like bad breakup and all that and like we've done so much shooting the last couple years like florida tennessee texas maryland georgia uh illinois ohio michigan arizona just a lot of different states and uh we're just we make a good team him and i we uh we're all our goals are always high i think that's why i call it team brown because I want people to be able to be like, there's Team Brown. Like, look out for them because they're both good shooters and hunters. Don't fuck with Team Brown. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So, So, no, I was going to say that's a great explanation because that's kind of where that's that's kind of what I think of when I think Team Brown. Like, that's that's my definition of what it is. So, I nailed it. That. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. All right, so uh, before we get into the shooting, I think um, now will be a good time uh, for you to tell your your terrible moment. Oh my god! So as uh, as most of our listeners know, like we any guests we have on, we generally try to get them to, to talk about a terrible moment. We talked about many of them, but um, <laughs> uh, she kind of gave us a little insight on this uh, this terrible moment, and I think now is a perfect time. And Bob's oh, Bob's intrigued. Yeah, I think I think that like. We'll get to your shooting after so that you can rebuild your credibility. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, That's like, why we, I was like, yeah, let's. You, you um, already built, you built up, <laughs> you built some good hunting creds to begin with. You're going to okay. knock yourself down exactly. a few notches and bring it back up yeah, at the end. This is a, yeah. it's a roller coaster then, right now. It's, we'll, we'll snort to her story. After there you the go. Fact. So, yeah, do and do it before or after? Your call. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We'll do it. After. It needs. We'll, to, we'll so, do it after. Yeah. So, so Amber, if you uh, aren't an avid listener, we uh, we have a tradition here where every episode we we take a snort out of a bottle of apple pucker. Long stories to oh, how it started, God. but we yell snort and and we take a, a rip off of the bottle. Uh, we do it every time we catch a fish, every time we shoot a deer, and now we somehow it started. We do it at the beginning and the end of every episode. Um, <laughs> and we do it when we wake up and, and before we, we go to bed, and, and pretty much we do it all the time. We're, we're, we're trying to get our first sponsor to be the uh, Decoip here. <laughs> but yeah. um, so we're gonna snort after this story because it's it's gonna be deserving of one. So go ahead. Oh, I think so. Okay, so i think this was last year so i was hunting on my parents property in metamora i was by myself 
and I don't know, I think it was like eight, nine in the morning, like deer were there and we got, you know, our food plot I'm overlooking and all of a sudden, like my stomach started to hurt really bad and I was like, man, this isn't good. Like, you know when you have to go to the bathroom, but you're like, I can hold it. And you're like, you know, like you have some stomach pain and I was like, I'm good. Like I can totally wait. Right. So I'm sitting there and watching deer. I'm like, man, it's getting worse. Like it's like getting tighter. I'm like, man, like. I think I got to go to the bathroom. Well, when I finally decided I need to go to the bathroom, I shit my pants in the blind. <laughs> and, like, literally took a crap. Like, I didn't have like, So, I literally was mortified. I literally crapped in the blind, and I had to get down. I was on a platform, so I had to go down the platform, like, 700 yards. I had to walk back to the barn, clean myself up. I scare off all the deer. My dad is still hunting, and he texts me, and he goes, hey, do you know why the deer just ran that I'm seeing? I'm like, I have absolutely no idea. Like, I don't know, Dad. That's weird, you know? And I get in the bathroom, and I call my mom, and I'm like, Mom. She's like, what? And I'm like, I'm so embarrassed right now, and I just, like, don't know what to do. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I literally just shit myself in the blood. <laughs> and she's like, no. And I'm like, Dad's going to I'm mortified. I don't want to tell Dad. So I, like, go back out to the blind, and I grab, like, stuff, and then I have to, like, clean it and everything. And I pick my dad up, and he's like, well, how was your hunt? And I'm like, well, I'll just be honest with you, I shit my pants, and I really couldn't hunt. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, do we have to, like, burn the He's like, do we have to burn it? I'm like, no. I already cleaned it. <laughs> and so, it was a whole thing. I was dying, and I picked him up, and so I literally spent that afternoon, like, out there, and you would never know what happened, but let me tell you, it was a whole mess, and I had to clean it all up myself, me, myself, and I. Dance. The deer were screwed up for a, a hot minute there. And Dan's over like, here gagging. Oh. <laughs> I did. So bad. I did. Oh my god. So bad. No. So awful. Oh. Oh, man. I, I, so just think about that walk from a 700 yard walk oh with god. a in in, in hunting <laughs> bibs or whatever, <laughs> like with a with a diaper full, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> oh man. It was so bad. I, uh, uh, I think. I, I don't know. I think she wins. She does. Right? I, yeah. I, I think right? she's leading the pack right uh. now. Like we had, we had, we had a fishing pro on who told a story about uh, some random dude he was fishing with in a pro am that took a dump on his boat. <laughs> like, oh, no. like Netted, I, I don't know why his fish butt ass naked. There's, yeah, and then, and, then, and then fish naked for the rest of the time. That was a good one. But like having to walk seven hundred yards, having crapped your pants like, is pretty. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's uh, messy. That sounds terrible. I mean, that sounds terrible. And horrible. congratulations. That was a terrible outdoorsman moment. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm impressed that you were willing to tell it. I mean, let's be honest here. We all have a story, some story about right. hunting. Or like, like every anybody who hunts has a story of you're sitting in the woods and all of a sudden you got the McGurgles going on. I, I th- Every just telling you. I think just, every human being has a has a story about shit their pants. Oh yeah, everybody <laughs> shits their pants. I don't care who you are. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's a human thing. <laughs> it's right? dying over here. Right? I don't wish they that the girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Is that from the coffee? No, it's the sandwich. <laughs> we'll make sure about. <laughs> 
God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> make it over there. Oh, you're dying. He man, is. Uh, it's, it's getting rough over here. Uh, these last two episodes have been really trying. <laughs> <laughs> Dan is going to oh, throw gosh. up on one of these one podcasts. One of these times, so. man. Oh, oh yeah. God. So, yeah. I, I mean, that, that happens to the best of us. So, props oh, to you for telling that story. Well, and, and owning you. up to it when you sent it to me earlier, I'm 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 at, I'm at work <laughs> listening to it. And I'm thinking there's no way she tells this story. There's no fucking way. No, but I figured oh, I she just, owned it. I mean, yeah. Why not? I mean, listen, you're all gonna have an embarrassing moment. At least mine was in the woods. You know, it could have been in public. At least I was in home. Yeah, you know? it's just. Just don't ever run for Congress or something, because somebody's, <laughs> no. somebody, somebody's going to pull that up and use it against you. Somebody's going to listen to this episode and be like, oh, you told these guys that you shit your yeah, pants like one time. 20 years ago, she was talking to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast, <laughs> and she shit herself. She should not be a congressperson. Oh, my God. <sighs> All right, so to that, we're going to take our... our uh, that, yeah, that, 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 snort, that deserves a snort, so... Dan, to you. All right, I'll send it. Snort. You gotta work on that. Right. I always gotta work on. It. You gotta, you gotta. It's gotta come from the McGurgles, man. <laughs> you gotta bring that from the yeah. bowels, <laughs> from the depths. Cheers to you, Amber. Cheers, Amber. Uh, we'll get. We, we got to get you in studio one time. You can do a snort with us. Yeah. Hosting yeah, with water right now. There you so go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing better than a. Chicken. Nice taste of apple pucker after a shit story. <laughs> nothing better. I wonder if I could like quantify how much pucker I've drank over the years. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I got that. We're, we, Good we're marketing keeping, tool. We're keeping their business in in check. Yeah. So, all right, have we got the composure back? Yeah, barely. Uh, no. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the shooting side, Amber. So, um. So how did you get? How and when did you get into shooting? So I did a little bit of SCTP, which is Scholastic Clay Target Program, in high school for like a year. But I wasn't really into it. Like I just shot skeet and sporting clays, and I did horrible. I sucked. I was just like, I was doing it more for like the, um, like the fun of like people and the entertainment. And I didn't really care about the sport. That was probably when I was ninth grade, ninth or tenth grade. So I was probably like fifteen or so. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen, if that. So you did it like through your high school. So I did it through a local, um, a local club. I don't really. It wasn't through my high school. It Where was the hell were these clubs when I was in high school? I think we talked about it with know. you, Dan. I'm yeah, like, that shit gun, was not around. Local gun clubs and stuff like that do stuff. Like, maybe we just weren't involved you know, enough it, in this shit back then. It really wasn't a thing until the, I'd say, the latter part of the early 2000s. I mean, like 2000. Yeah, we were done. Yeah, I mean, it was like, it really launched in like the end of, I don't know, I'd say like 2009, 2010. But I think it. <laughs> you you young ones were still in school in those. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was I was yeah. fighting wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was shooting targets, but You're shooting yeah. commies. They weren't yeah. clay. <laughs> yeah. All right. no. C- continue, Amber. We, we like to derail shit. So yeah. <laughs> we get so we can get no, so far off target. We, we we might we might we might just, circle back to the McGurk yeah, story. Yeah. We might. We're we're definitely coming back to that story of you shitting your pants at some point. So oh, expected. Not. We'll go back. To it. <laughs> 
All right, so you're I, shooting. So you're shooting through like through your high school time. Yeah, so I shot for North Macomb, and actually, fun fact: a couple of those people stuck with international ski, and they have tried out for the Olympics. Um, I think the one came a little, just a hair close to making it in 2022 in Tokyo. She's disappointed, but I have some really good friends that are like phenomenal shooters. I don't see them anymore, but we did shoot together at one point. And then, so I did that for like a year or two, and then I quit because I really didn't like it. And then I like went to my dad one day, and I was like, Dad, I want to go to Grand Blank Huntsman's Club, and I want to shoot ski. And I had this uh, Mossberg 12, no, I think it's 20 gauge, Mossberg 12 gauge, or 20 gauge is what I started with. And my dad's like, you're going to need a different gun, like if you're going to, you know, shoot even skeet because you're going to shoot a lot of rounds and stuff. And he's like, and I don't think you want to shoot skeet. And I was like, why, dad? And he's like, it's perfection. Like, you can't miss. And I was like, oh, you know. So he actually convinced me to walk away from skeet and move to sporting clays. And so in 2016, that's when we started just locally shooting. And then in 2017, we shot our first, I think our first big shoot, our first shoot was the Michigan State Championship. And I believe I won E-class and dad won A-class or something. And uh, so we started there and we worked our way from 2017 all the way through to now. I had a couple years off where I didn't shoot a lot. I went through a divorce and just life changes and that type of stuff. So I took like two years off and then came back hard last year. Not this past year, but the year before just practicing. And our goal was, okay, we're going to shoot the local tournaments and maybe we'll shoot like Ohio and then the next year, we're going to give it a go. We're going to shoot the NSCA circuit, so the regionals and nationals. And so this year was our first year doing that, and that was a lot of fun. I, uh, I, I have some stats that, I, that I've pulled up because Amber's not going to talk about this, and I know that's kind of going to be – I have some stats. Did, did you I, swim fan her? No, not Reaper. So, <laughs> so they're the the National Sporting Clays Association. You know, short for the NSCA. They have what they call uh, All American points. So it's like an All American race. Mm-hmm. And within that, there's different concurrence, and those concurrence are basically by class. And like the one that we're going to refer to is the Lady Division. So basically, they they recognize up to three All American teams within the seven categories and the lady division um amber is the 12th ranked shooter in the nation in the nation the nation nation. holy shit yeah i mean you know she uh by far like arguably the best woman shooter in the entire state of michigan i mean she you know to be able to say that you're in the top 20 you know of these shooters and these women that are involved in this like yeah Number 12. So I just wanted to make sure to point that out. So, cause I knew she wasn't going to bring it up, but so we're pretty, we're pretty sure she can outshoot Dan. We are sure. Well, but you know, can she outshoot Jimmy? Can she outshoot Jimmy? That's <laughs> the real question. In his eyes, no. But yes, she absolutely can. She will. <laughs> oh, God. Jim, yeah. Jimmy's uh, so, our, our cousin that's on the show and he likes to 
talk a lot of shit that he can't back up. And he says that he can beat Dan and Sporting Clays. And we know, like, he didn't. We went to do Dan's um, cancer shoot up there, the yeah. Roseanne Prucka one. And, and I don't know. He brought, like, the wrong gun. He brought a 20 gauge. He didn't bring any ammo. Could, yeah, like. I'm going to give him shit on this He's a big-time loser. He's never going to live that down. He's never going to live it there. You are one pathetic loser. (laughs) Right, looking in the chair that he always sits in. Like (laughs) like we're talking to him. Jimmy, we're talking to you right now. I think we should do a challenge. I think that uh, I think he should shoot against her. Yeah. And just that way you can just smoke him. You can just (laughs) tear him to pieces. And, like, we will, like, do updates throughout the shoot. And like we can be live, like we're, like, we're, like we're broadcasting. We're gonna record during the entire yeah, thing. Like, yeah. All right, Jimmy's up yeah. now, and, and he missed uh, again. Oh, he missed again. And Amber. <laughs> oh, he oh, forgot oh, to load his gun. Oh, what a putt. <laughs> Amber is kicking his ass. Golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> so yeah, it would be awesome, dude. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. I'd give it my go. <laughs> she, doesn't even, so, she doesn't even know him, and she's already. So, beat him, so I think you should call him out, Amber. I think the you don't know the guy, but you should just say, you know what? Bring it on. Bring that dude on. Let's do this. I think it's great. Like the women in this sport, and I can only talk about like the the ones that I know on the circuit, but like they have seriously like skyrocketed since I started shooting and there was a more of a limited amount of women, but these women are winning open division like regionals now. Like they're they're crazy good. So yeah, is, is there a difference in the women? in the women's compared to the men's? Like the ranges, is there anything different? Any? Uh, no. So we all shoot the same targets. Um, so in theory, really? like men could shoot against women. I didn't know if it's like golf. Like there's a golf oh, league. Yeah. Oh. Like the golf yeah. they use. You know, there's so. I don't know. I just didn't know if there's any, if the, any if, advantage if or that, difference. I don't want to yeah. say advantage, but like. Any difference in the two, or is it the same target, same ranges that they use? If it's same target, same ranges, same whatever, like why is there why is there even divisions? Like why is there a separate women's division from a men's division if you guys are shooting at the same target? Yeah, that's that's kind of a good question. Um, <clears throat> you know, in in my opinion, and Amber, I'll let you back this up. Um, traditionally, within the sport, it's it's a a men driven sport like it's very heavy in the men um so unfortunately it's almost catered towards the men um to where you know the men are just kind of like it's kind of like the the men's soccer team the men's usa soccer team versus the women's usa soccer team you know it's kind of like i I think i hit a sensitive uh topic here we're all about controversial shit here (laughs) so that's me like if you ever listen to this podcast i i will poke the bear yeah like i I want to know i want to know why like it doesn't make any sense to me like why there would be any difference or why they would not shoot against each other because there's nothing that handicaps one or the other so true you know what i'm saying like it it is skill with a firearm and there's Mm-hmm. Should be no difference, it, no. And, and it's the same way with IDPA competitions and things yeah. like that, like pistol, three gun yeah. competitions. Like it's literally it's skill with a firearm yeah. and not anything else. There's yeah, no there's physical, no, like, physical difference physical between ability. the two. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. so we really, know, really and we know point. now that Amber can beat Dan. So like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the difference between Jimmy and I is I'll actually admit that she can beat me into where he won't. So. That's true. Amber, yeah, what, what what's your what's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I'd honestly say like I backed Dan up on most of what he said because 
the problem is like we don't have like if you like statistically looked it up i don't even know if women make up 10 to 15 percent of the sport or women sorry yeah i like don't know if they make up 10 or 15 percent like nationals for example i think there was we could bring this up dan but i think there was 2,000 competitors when i went and 300 of us were women (laughs) so that's (coughs) not very many of us yeah Yeah, it just seems like more reason like just just everybody shoot together and let the yeah. Best person win, the man, best, or man or woman. Best be the best. Yeah. And in in twenty twenty two, when we're in the world of inclusion, and you know, like, why not? Like, I I don't I yeah. I, I can get like uh, like certain sports, like UFC or something like that. You don't. Well, yeah. You're not going to yeah. put them against each other. You're not going to put them in the same yeah. division because there's just physiological <clears throat> differences. But yeah. in shooting, I don't see that difference. I don't see it at all. You know, right, so, a lot of people will say, like, women aren't as strong or they're not as, like, this or that. And I would say, like, maybe, like, a disadvantage women have against men is, like, so a lot of this game is mental, as, like, Dan knows. And so I'd say, like, emotionally, we're not as strong. Like, you guys are more, like, logic, like, you know, like, to the point where I think, like, us women, we overthink. And I think you guys are married, so you'd probably know that. Um, way overthink. I will, you you women's you I women's will, overthink everything. I will not comment. I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I will not comment. <laughs> you know, so I plead the fifth. My wife listens to this podcast. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. she'll do the murder to me. So here's an interesting um, another layer of of stats. Feel that onion back. Let's Damn, go. let's go. Let's yeah, go. I mean, considering we're talking stats, so I think. Um, this is an interesting kind of outlook on everything because we have like what I'm going to reference is basically like four stages. Okay, so with me, hold on, I'm trying to scroll. I'm trying to slowly get to the text here. Ah, drum roll, please. <laughs> I don't know why it's not working. It's uh, yeah, I might be. But anyway, so um, the. The top male shooter in the country. His name is Zach Kinebaum. He's out of Georgia. He has shot a total of 8,800 registered targets this year. Damn. Okay? And he has broke 8,208 of them. Good God. He is 93.27%. Okay? So the high woman, her name is Karen Shedd. And she is based out of, I believe, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. And um, she is at, uh, she has shot more than him. She shot over 9,000 registered targets. And she's at 88.3%. Okay, so the top so. woman is at 88.3%. So the the top male, by percentage-wise, out. But not by much, yeah. but like you yeah. consider the amount of targets is greater. Any, on, any on given Sunday, right? Yeah, for sure. And then to, to that point as well, um, like myself, I've only shot like 2,400 and some changed register targets. We'll get your rookie, shit together. Just and, rookie yeah, numbers. And, I, and I'm at like 83%. In Amber, I'm at like 81%, I think, 82%. And Amber shot like 8,000 targets, and she's at 82%. So that's kind of like the difference between the top woman and the 12th place woman is only 
six percent. Right. You know, it's yeah. not that much. So well, honestly, you know, like a lot of it has to do too with like these regionals and stuff that we're traveling to. They're a way harder target than like I would say certain shoots that we shoot in Michigan are. But honestly, lately the Michigan shoots have not been easy this year. No. They've been pretty good targets, which Dan would agree with me. Yeah. Um, so what makes them a different, like a harder target? Is it so the, think, the angle? Is it the speed? So break break that down for people who don't. Like, I've shot a handful of times. Um, yeah. Not that often. Like, I know, like, some of the difference. But, like, what's the difference when you go to some of these different places and you say it's harder? Well, what what's harder? Like, what what what, what is so it? So, I can just break down, like, my this is my first year traveling the OCA circuit. So, I went to... Oh, geez. I went to Nationals. I went to Southeast Regional. I went to Northeast Regional. I went to North Central. And I went to South Central. So I went to four regionals and nationals. And Team USA takes uh, either Nationals or U.S. Open. They use, like, your highest score. And then three regionals. And they do, like, a ratio of, like, the high woman to, like, your score. And, like, that's how you get team, like, points for, like, Team USA for sporting and Team USA for P-Task, which is a different discipline. But what was the question? I got my mind sidetracked. What makes it what makes it hard? Like what makes it more difficult? So okay, so that's why I was going there. So what makes it hard is the competition, honestly. And I'd say like the targets you're gonna see are maybe a little bit further. Maybe a little bit edgier, maybe a little bit faster, maybe a little bit more technical. You're going to see every different type of target um, throughout the whole circus. Like this year, there was not a target that I didn't see. Um, I, Nationals, Dan, you've been to Nationals, right? Yeah, it's been a while, but yeah, I've been there. So Nationals, you literally have like, it's like all the regionals thrown in one with the U.S. Open, in my opinion. Like you have all different type of targets and you have four different courses. So talking about nationals, there's like a, there was a yellow an orange, a green and a red. And the green was the hardest red to me. was Like, I don't know, kind of difficult, but kind of not depends on the wind too. You know, like wind throws it off track or, you know, you get rain, you have to work with the conditions. So I think like to answer that question, I think what makes it harder is knowing that, like, me, I'm going to perform. I'm going to have fun, but let's be honest, I don't want to screw around and waste money and time. And I think of myself as a serious competitor. So I go out with, like, my mentality of, like, I want to win this. And so that that does put pressure on you. Um, So the pressure is one thing that makes it harder, too. The targets are normally a little bit tougher than the in-state targets because you don't see a lot of that stuff in state um they make it tougher because the best the best the best are there um which is kind of fun though like you get to shoot with the best the best the best and see where you are that's why i want to do it this year because in my heart i've believed i'm a good shooter i've i have believed that but like putting it on paper is another story so you got to think um, of it as like uh, like the ma- all the majors in golf, and you got uh-huh. the PGA Championship, you got the Open Championship, you got the Masters. You know, it's kind of like that. Like, you know, the best field is there, and the best shooter is going to win that that mm-hmm. particular weekend. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. it could vary. I mean, 
Ricky Fowler is not going to win every single weekend because there's other shooters there or there's other golfers there that may outperform him that particular weekend. So. Right. Okay. Well, plus the course is probably harder, right? Like they're yeah, set exactly. up to, to make it more challenging. Yeah, it's different. Right? I mean, the you know the the angles are different. The 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 shooting stations are different. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I was down in Ohio a couple weeks ago and. They have two courses down there at the Cardinal Center, and one is completely in the woods, and then the other right. one is completely in a cornfield. So the depth perception is different. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the what you would think as, like, when you're in the open field that you think the target's 30 yards, it's 50 yards. You think it's 50, right. 50 yards, it's 30 yards. Exactly. Because what they'll do is they'll change the size of the target. You know, they'll have a standard size yeah. target at the same distance, and then they'll throw a smaller size target at they the same do distance. That? Oh yeah, but it'll it'll seem like oh, yeah. it's further and faster because it's smaller. Well, that's horse shit. Yeah, <laughs> I thought they were all pretty standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, know, I, 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 know, I know, like I've seen like the the black target. Yeah, which is a pain in my ass. Yep, <laughs> for sure. You know, I I mean, really, they have them, and there's so I think the Amber. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the standard size target is 180 millimeters. Or it's a 160, I don't know. It's something like that. But then it goes like there's a 90 millimeter and then there's like a mini, which is like no bigger than like the size of this like round beer can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And throw so, them at like 50, 60 yards. They don't give a damn. Yeah. And then there's the ones <laughs> that, and then there's ones that roll on the ground, you know, the rabbit targets yeah. that roll on the ground. Yep. Like, you know, it's the, the target setters have, the toughest job out of them all because what they need to do is they need to be able to challenge the best and then not degrade the worst. Right. You can't like the U S open this year. There was Rick Hemingway was the one who threw the targets at the U S open and he's notorious for throwing hard targets. And there were people that I know personally that hung up their gun and walked off the course. Yeah. Because it it was just yeah. so hard. I mean, it was just so ridiculous. And there's a huge, there's a big controversy around that. I mean, really? that's all these people talked about is just how unfair the targets were. And, I mean, I wasn't there, so I can't really speak for it. I'm obviously speaking on, you know, behalf of other people that are, you know, that were there. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, it just really, really depends. And, like, the big thing is distance and speed. Mm. Yeah. You know, throw something, that, yeah. you know. Distance, speed, and terrain. So, like yeah. Dan said, like I went to Tennessee and I couldn't hit nothing. Like you're shooting in valleys and hills and ridges and sides of mountains, and like you don't think like that much different. Like terrain is going to make that much of a difference, but like I shot horrible because the terrain was deceiving. Like it looked one way, but it was actually thrown another. And then same with you go from there and you go out west, like Arizona, and there's no terrain. So you have you don't think no about that tree. side of it, you know. Yeah, then so you just like, go up there and you ain't point your gun at some place. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. shoot the thing, dude. You know, there's there's <laughs> some man. I, man, I wish Jimmy was here to listen to this shit. He just sit there like just lip quivering. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a. Uh, I want to see. I want to see Amber destroy you. Oh my god, so bad. So Amber, bad. Amber's it's it's really impressive to watch her shoot because she's so fluid. She's so methodical. I mean, and man, she's it's it's really a treat to watch her shoot. You guys should definitely definitely check it out. But oh, thanks, Sam. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's cool. I mean, so so Amber, what so far in your shooting career, what's your biggest accomplishment? 
Honestly, this year, um, I, I've, there's a title that I've been wanting for a couple of years that I've come a hair, just mm, like an inch, like just failed under an inch. I felt like, um, so Ohio state championships are normally in, when are they, Dan? August? I think it's August. Yeah. Like the first week of August. And I've won the non-resident and been runner up, um, two years in a row so that is frustrating because i've wanted the title for a long time and this year i like really wanted it and i was like neck and neck the first day and the second day i couldn't put it together so but i would say like that was a good one for me this year because i shot well throughout the whole tournament um and i had a couple good scores this year at the regionals on some side events um so like five stand i know i think i was in like the top five or six on one regional and then for ladies and then um with the super sporting at north central i know i shot like my best i've ever shot at a regional i shot 93 and i think i was like fourth or fifth so that was good and then my first regional ever traveling the circuit this year i was like seventh out of i don't know how many but against like all the professionals and all that so i was happy with that for it being my first year um i mean i'm obviously like in michigan i've i've kind of maintained my ground up here with my uh lady title for six years in a row um <laughs> so cool. ohio ohio back-to-back non-resident two years in a row um i've had a couple tournaments this year where i've been like I think I had one this year where I was a, like, runner-up or M1 in Michigan. I liked the whole thing. That was pretty good. I had a, I had a couple. Um, but as a whole, like a shotgun season, I would say this year for sure um, was the highlight of, like, my shooting career so far. All right. So on the flip side of that, so we're known for for making <laughs> – we're making uh, – like challenges and bold predictions. So we're going to be doing these in the next couple of weeks. So since we got you on now around the new year. Ooh. So um, okay. what is your bold prediction for next year for yourself? I'm going to want to read. I'm going to want to read you. Okay. Been, write it down. Been, I, I'll write it down. I started training with a new coach, uh, Anthony Monterese, who is anybody in the sporting class world knows who he is. He's one of the, best in the entire world or is the best in the entire world um and so i took a lesson with him about a month ago now and uh he it was like the best two and a half hours of my life and i was so motivated i came home and i'm like after hunting season is over because we love to hunt of course you gotta hunt but after that's put away we put those away we're getting all the guns and we're going to train four or five days a week until february when i hit Okeechobee, Florida, the second week of February, and I really hope that, uh, hope I can do well. I think I could, my ultimate goal is making Team USA for Lady, being able to travel overseas or here if it is, but I want to win a regional this year, and I think I can do it. That would be awesome. So, Dan. Bold. um, That is bold. That's a bold prediction. I like it. You're going to be setting yours here in a couple weeks, Dan, so I just want you to think, she didn't even hesitate. I barely no. got the sentence out, and she was like, I'm going to win a regional. I know. So, no. so think I about that. Daniel Sang. It's been on my heart, not my mind. <laughs> there you go. 
Hey, confidence in this game is key. Like your own, your own confidence in your shooting, as Dan knows. Because if that goes to crap, you can't shoot where so, you are. So that's one of the questions I have. Like, yeah. what makes you a a good shooter? Like, what do you practice? Is it just muscle memory? Like, no, what? What like what makes from, you like in the tops? Like, I, I don't. know, I guess. What are you practicing? What's a, what's a trainer going to teach you that you don't already know on how to shoot, how to aim and point, oh, point and shoot? Like for me, for the longest time, getting to a certain level, it was literally just shooting targets and getting that under my belt of like, I know how to break this target and this and that. Um, and then I got to like a higher level, not the highest level, but a higher level where I hit master class and I was like, okay, we got to like, if I want to be, my, my main goal is always, I told my dad this year, I said, I don't want to travel and spend all this time and money if I don't think I can be in the top five or ten of Michigan because you have to have, like, high standards for yourself in order to, like, perform at, like, the regional level because these people, it's their whole life. And for me, like, I have a full-time job and other hobbies and a horse and a dog, and it's not my whole life. But I know, like, for me, practicing, eating right, hydrating which i'm sure dan can tell you like the hydrating part your eyes like you have to be able to like get regular eye checks because you got to be able to see a target at 60 yards because if you can't you're screwed um but like all that plays into it and then like how i practice in the off season is really going to come down to uh what i just had a lesson with my coach anthony on um there's just specific things he wants me to change and like including my gun i actually have a big switch coming this season where i'm actually taking part of my gun off um part of my stock needs to be cut down my gun is too long for me um and so just switches like that when you get to a higher level like make all the difference in your score and performing at a high level so like consistency making sure that like your gun fits you and practicing the right type of target. So if you're struggling on a certain type of target, like highly recommend, which I'm sure Dan would say the same thing, like go out and practice that because that's not just going to go away. You're going to see it again next year or your next tournament. So, Dan, say, any, yeah. any other insight to that? Yeah. I, mean, I, want, I want all your guys' secrets. That's all. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't practice. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I, I really. Doesn't. I really don't. Um, th- this year, I maybe shot 200 practice rounds total. You used to though, right? When you, I, when yeah, you I, I used to. I mean, it. when I first got into it, when I was really heavy to it, you know, heavy into it in like the you know mid to late 2000s. Like, yeah, I had. I, I worked with one of the, arguably one of the greatest coaches that are, that's around Pat Liskey, and I mean mm-hmm. he he basically taught me how to be smooth and basically set myself up for success not only for my first target but for my second meaning have a plan when you break your first target make sure that that break point if possible is within the general area of where your eyes are going to go to the next target to be able to kind of pick that up pick the second target up so Mm -hmm. um you know i i think for for people who are interested in you know really becoming you know taking that next level in their shooting it's it's, you got to get a good coach i mean that's that's Mm -hmm. really what it is i mean this year i had a lot of success i mean but i had so much fun i had so much fun this year i mean it was i mean it's the most fun i've ever had shooting and i I think it was just because i was able to appreciate it a little more but Mm -hmm. again like i said i don't i didn't practice this year and i still had success but i took 
what I knew from the past and applied that this year and was able to, you know, still be manageable. So um, I was so proud of Dan. Dan had a great year. He <laughs> made you. his way back to the master class, actually. <laughs> I did. I did. It's crazy. The, the podcast takes all credit and kicking his ass in the gear. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. 100% our yeah. fault for that. Yeah. So yeah. we'll take credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no. think I had you on like one of the first 10 episodes. And mm-hmm. We were like, yeah, I'm going to win Nash. Or what'd you say you're yeah. going to win? You're gonna my, my bold prediction was to win the state championship. State championship, yeah. And I, I came close. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you did. You yeah. shot really yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. But, we uh, take all the credit. Yeah, you should. You're welcome. <laughs> you should. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You know, hey, I take a lot of I, I did a lot of good shit this year, and it's all because yeah. of this podcast because it pushed me to do it. That's right. With, with a know? few more bold predictions, you could be the best. Yeah, I could. So best start thinking about your best, your bold prediction, Dan, because because uh, you know it's gonna it's yeah. coming next couple yeah. weeks. We'll be making those bold predictions. Sounds good. Sounds Amber good. set the bar pretty high. Yeah, I did. I <laughs> yeah. a little scary to say, but I just think you have to have them in order to to succeed. Exactly. You know? Can't set the bar low. You got to have something to shoot for. Yeah. like That's Bob's right. hundred and fifty inch buck. Yeah, yeah. Might as well have been a like two hundred and thirty inch buck. Like yeah. it's. Yeah. Shoot yeah. for the moon. That's right. So what, go what big I, or go home. That's that's kind of my that's kind of my mantra. That's what I do. Go big or go home. Well, most of the time I'm going home. Amber, what kind of gun do you <laughs> shoot? I shoot a K80 Kriegoff uh, Sporting, which for a lot of people that aren't familiar, it's a German-made gun. Right, Dan? I'm not crazy here. It's a German-made gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a that's nice good. Gun. <laughs> it's a nice that's good. <laughs> um, it's made for like a lot, a lot of rounds going through your gun, so you don't have to ever worry about like, uh, you know, many problems like the trigger or like something not working, getting to a tournament. Like they're pretty reliable. They've been around a long time, and they're made for high volume shooting. So, also being a girl, something that's super important to me is like. Having a gun that's light enough to carry around, um, but also like absorbing recoil, and so when she says light, it's about eight, like eight pounds. It, yeah. yeah, so like, like for you know. light for sporting clays, like normally my yeah. gun is like nine and nine and a quarter or nine and eight, and I think it's like eight and a half because I got a new barrel this year, and so that's helped my shooting as well. But like, it also took a dip because I had to like relearn how to shoot because it switched the gun completely. But yeah, I wouldn't trade my gun for. Do you guys use do you use longer barrels? I guess Dan, question for you too. Know. Like, yeah, I mean, I prefer a longer barrel. I mean, I right now in the gun that I shoot, it's a thirty inch barrel. But if it was my choice, it would be a thirty two or thirty four inch barrel. So that would be my. Is there a yeah. is there a limit? Yeah, it goes up to thirty four. Okay. Mhm. Just like a seventy yeah. inch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most commonly, though, it's you know thirty. Most people, I'd say, shoot thirty two. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. That's okay. what I shoot. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the, the big thing, too, about some guns is, like, you know, there's certain people that like it balanced a certain way. I mean, there's, right. you know, you can adjust, like, the you can adjust the stock to have, you know, like, the point of impact different. Like, trap shooters, they shoot a really high rib to where, like, mm-hmm. it they might shoot at a target and their barrel might be, I don't know, like, four inches under a target. But being that the rib's so high, it's right on that break point. So to wear like a flat rib target or flat rib barrel that we shoot, like we have to be more like right on the target to break it, you know. So 
There's all sorts of different specifications. It's like stuff. a science. It is. It is. Well, you sure. just yeah. go out there and point the gun at the shit and just pull the trigger, man. Yeah. I feel like such a rookie. Like <laughs> right. all right. this stuff. I'm like, man. Like yeah. I, we had like a like a you know a oh, thrower man. in our backyard, <laughs> chucking chucking some clay pigeons out there, and we. Bust them with our oh, twenty man. gauges and twelve gauges yeah. pump, twelve Amber. gauge pumps, and just, just you know, yeah, super, super <laughs> redneck and rookie. Yeah, uh, to that point, Amber has a uh, a thrower that is a like robotic robot. Or it's like it's on wheels, so she yeah. can like change it. She can change the pitch of everything. She can literally like drive it around in the field, and yeah. What's Hello, it? Amber. Well, today we are okay. going to throw clays at for you. To do. My <laughs> name is Promatic. I'm throwing your targets today. <laughs> I hope you have a good shoot. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, and this is where we get to <laughs> that's That's where that's where our one listener hung up and, and muted. Yeah. All right. Now nobody's listening. So Adios. now we can have some real fun. Adios, turd nuggets. <laughs> Oh my god, he went straight grandma's boy. <laughs> oh, that's what I think of when he said robotic time. Oh, dude, that's the first thing my mind went to, but I wasn't going to go there. Oh, man. I was awesome. going to be the professional one here. You know, so Amber, being that you, uh, you know, we, we kind of touched on the ladies, you know, and kind of talking about women in the sport and tell us a little bit about the uh the nsca's focus on uh the the women's championship tour kind of tell, tell yeah. us about that a little bit yeah so uh part of the reason that i wanted to shoot the circuit this year was they um a fellow competitor desiree edmonds who's a professional um she i believe it was her um She's sponsored by Winchester, and she went to Winchester, or Winchester came to her and was like, hey, we need to do more for the ladies. And so every regional, the U.S. Open and Nationals, there is payouts on top of the normal payout for, like, lady champion because they found that they just weren't getting paid the same, which is true because there's not as many ladies, but honestly, like, the ladies now, like, they deserve it because their shooting is good as the men and the men's typically is i don't know a couple grand more i'd say dan something like that yeah yeah definitely but they have three spots at each regional they have a champion a runner-up and a third and they're combined for um the sporting clays division the p-task and the five stand and then at nationals it's a little different i think it's the main so sporting, FITAS, the five stand, and the K cup, um, specifically at nationals. But they take um, all your scores from that, and then um, however many targets is out of is like you know whatever percentage. And depending on like who is going to a regional, you know there'll be like twenty or thirty of us in master class that'll compete for like I think if I'm correct, I think it's three grand champion is or 2500 and then it goes down from there um which i feel like was so needed for like an extra like push or like money in the sport because a lot of people do do this for like i mean i couldn't but like you know an income or because they're trying to make money um especially professionals you know this is like their whole life so um it's really helped i think bring a lot of ladies to the circuit like myself um, just for an extra opportunity at money if you have a really good weekend. So that's really cool. And then Very at the cool. end of the day, they do, um, they take like all the, like 
all the regionals in the U.S. Open that you went to, they pick out like a certain number of them or something. And then they tally them along with your nationals, like how you do there. And then they do like a champion. So like, I believe Karen won this year. And I think it was like five grand on top of like whatever else she won for like different um, disciplines. So like, that's huge in our sport. No, I'd say that was a huge uh, addition and like super thankful for Desi and whoever came up with it at Winchester because it was definitely needed. So it was really cool. No, it was very, very cool. Yeah. What, um, so out of all the places you've been to in, you know, the U S and, you know, I guess we'll start with Michigan first. Like what's, what's your favorite club to shoot in the state of Michigan? Oh, my favorite club. I've really only shot the local ones. I have shot Hillsdale. Hillsdale is beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, It really is. It's a hidden, it's a hidden gem. Yeah, it is. Um, Honestly, like, my local club that I love to shoot at the most is Grand Blank because it's a small, just, you know, laid-back country type of people. And Vince, uh, Vincent Laurie, who's there, who sets the targets, like, he's a wonderful person, and he sets some really good targets, which Dan can tell you about. Yeah, he does. Uh, and for the money, like, i just rather support a local club. So we go there a lot that's in Grand Blank. Uh it's called Grand Blank Huntsman's Club. But uh, I've shot, you know, at Bald Mountain. I have shot in uh, Foursquare up in Jetto. That's that's nice too, Dan. Yeah, there. it's been a long time since I've been out there. I don't really remember it too much. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely. What's the one in uh, off Van Dyke there? Uh, it's uh, Detroit Sportsman's Congress. Oh, yeah. Detroit yeah. Sportsman's Congress. Yeah, they don't really yeah. throw, they don't really throw uh, very many registered. A guy named uh, Alan McGee, actually. He um he sets the targets out there and runs the sporting plays and I've shot there before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's been a long, <laughs> it seems like a cool time. course, but I don't know yeah. the difference between yeah. <laughs> good and bad. Yeah, no, it's it, it looks cool. cool. Yeah, it's cool for sure. We went in the wintertime, it was like February or something like that, and they had like the burn barrels set up like oh, yeah. all around the, yeah. the oh, track. It was yeah. super cool. Like as you're waiting for your turn, like you go get warm around mm-hmm. them. They were like bullies, and it was just yeah. cool. It was, it was it was just a fun thing to do. But. Yeah. So how about outside of Michigan, Amber? I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to say. If we're talking local, are we talking local Midwest? Dan? No, like a- anywhere in the anywhere in the U.S. Anywhere in the U.S. Hands down, my favorite club. I'd say there's a little bit nicer facility. But the club itself and the way it's run, 100% is M&M in New Jersey. But if I'm talking local, it's Hillendale in Ohio. Because Hillendale in Ohio, they throw the best, like, most fun state championship targets. Totally fair. You totally, like, look at yourself and go, why did I miss that? And um, it's become a huge shoot. I think there was, like, almost 600 of us there last year, which yeah. is huge. Too. Yeah, I think it's uh, um, Sean Sean Spindell runs Hillendale, right? Is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah. Sean Spindell, yeah. He's a super guy. Um, and they did a great job. They throw, like, a huge dinner every year. And the two, like, I've won, like, a Yeti and Ammo. And I know people that have won guns. And, like, they just really bring the sponsors and, like, really bring it back to the shooter, which is really nice to see. Um, but the most beautiful club I've been to would be Quail Creek in um, Okeechobee, Florida, which was bought by the person who owns Jack Link's uh, like beef jerky now. And uh, that's I an love Okeechobee. their jerky. Yeah, it I know. Good. It does. 
That must mean it's a good clay target shooting. Yeah, right? and they throw <laughs> they throw one of they they throw one of the biggest tournaments of the year. Right? I mean, when it comes to giveaways and giveaways yeah. and give it like you show up and shoot and they give you like a Yeti cooler. <laughs> we need to go to some of these events and we're gonna like yeah. do, a, do a show there. Yeah, we should. We're going you should. Yeah. It'd be so much fun. I mean, like. It's awesome because, like, we plan every year because we all live in Michigan, right? Like, we know it just gets, like, crappy in, like, February, March or, like, it's freezing. So we always make a trip. You know, we're making a trip in February to Jack Link's. Um, and there's, like, over a 1,000 people registered for that right now. Yeah. Road February. trip. Yes, Let's road go. trip. I don't want to shoot. I just want to go, like, just talk to people and eat jerky do, and, do, eat jerky <laughs> and do a podcast. That's it. That's, that's what yeah. Bob and I are here for. Yeah. That's uh, it. Moral support. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... So, they have beef jerky. Yeah, they did. Yeah, sure. guys named Gary Isaac. Uh, Gary Isaac probably still has beef jerky from that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love me some jerky. Yeah. Amber, do you have, a, like, a type of... You talked about, like, how they throw good targets at... Uh, you know, the one in Ohio. Do you have, like, a target that you hate or just your nemesis that you just can't seem to hit? I know what she's uh, going to say. I know what she's going to say. I know what she's going to say, guys. Do you know what I'm going to say? Well, it's probably okay, everybody's so nemesis. It used to never be this type of target. Now it is this type of target. I used to love crossers. So anything that was, like, crossing in front of you in a field or kind of going, like, straight out, like, kind of almost quartering – I struggled like heck down in Tennessee on those, but my worst target is a trap teal that goes straight out in front of you, goes straight up, and they're the worst because they're not hard like when they're 20, 30 yards in, but when they put distance on them, 40, 50 yards. That's the one that goes it goes straight up? It goes yeah, like they, right out from you. Oh. Yes. Really? They like yeah. straight out and they're like, or straight up and they're like, a lot of them are fast. I know the so, ones that are straight up, like, I don't know if I've uh, ever hit one of those. Those yeah, are stupid. I thought for sure you were going to say a uh, high-speed rabbit. Yeah, I love rabbits now. now oh, okay. Gonna, See, she she, she changed her tune. Well, all she, these, she all learned these regionals. She, hey, Dan, she <laughs> practiced. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> she practiced. She got better at the rabbits. Very good point. I did. 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 All right. Well. Yeah. Anyway, Dan, you need to practice. Yeah. I know, clearly. So, we're gonna go, Dan. We're gonna have you up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, sure. maybe Amber should teach you. You should. She should be your coach. She should. That's... We can coach each other. I hey. mean, I have a lot to learn. There you go. Coach each other. Teamwork. Yeah. Maybe it's a dream work, man. The stage Teamwork. shoot. We shot. Uh, we shot few tests together at the stage shoot, and I struggled on uh, parkour one. And she was behind me the whole time. She was like, oh, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, come on. Come on, Daniel. And I'm like. Does she call you Daniel? She calls me Daniel. Yeah. No. She's, no. She, she's going to call you Daniel son. Yeah, Daniel son. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I struggled that first time. And she uh, she killed it, man. She shot really well. So it's Thank always you. a good time. You're good on that. Amber, did, were you at the, uh, the Roseanne Prucka cancer shoot? Yeah. So I was actually on the committee with Dan. So Dan ran it. But me, Mo. And Anthony Lamacho were kind of on the sidelines doing something. Okay, I probably saw you there then. We were the Yeah, I probably did. We were the idiots that couldn't hit shit and didn't even know where to go and we were running around like (laughs) in circles like the Benny Hill theme show. That was on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dan gave some clear direction for the people who didn't do this all the time of where to go. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't Well, thank God we had some some random dude that got paired with us, some oh, old yeah. guy. Uh, we called him Glenn, Glenn. Uncle, Uncle Glenn. Yeah. Glenn. And thank God he told us where to go because we were just like, 
where the fuck do we go? Like what this, I think we were like station 17 or something like that. I'm like, no idea where this is at. And we got there and like, we get there and we're like, nobody knows like how to run the machine, like what button to hit. (laughs) (laughs) We We didn't know like that it was report pair. Um, it was, it was a mess. What after like the second station, we were okay, but yeah, it was a mess. It was fun, but yeah, we were the probably the the I don't want to say we were the worst, but we were the definitely the the idiots of the group. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-huh. Hey, we like, help. Bob, yeah, well, Bob sure. wasn't even there. He doesn't yeah, take well, credit I, for I being an idiot. Uh, yeah. we, you might have helped. I'm the us only non idiot on this uh, podcast. Yeah. So, wow, hey. we did we, we did miss you, Bob. <laughs> hey, one more question for you, Amber. Uh, outside mm-hmm. of uh, outside of your dad, you know who um, yeah. you know who who do you kind of look up to the most, and who do you kind of like? Uh, like shooting with, like at tournaments and stuff. I mean, Is anybody Daniel, in particular? You, Daniel, you know that I love shooting with you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, he knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I knew that. I, I guess. know. I mean, yeah. I do. I love shooting with Dan. I like shooting with my friends. Um, honestly, I really enjoyed this past year being able to shoot with Roseanne Pruka that you've had the, um, we had the the charity for. And just like getting to know her and kind of like, I don't know, just becoming her friend has been an inspiring journey, which I'm sure Dan would be able to say the same thing. They're just wonderful people. So them, and I like shooting with her friend Mo and Anthony. Um, Yeah, my boyfriend, my dad, my... I don't know. I feel like the sport's so small that, like, you become friends with everybody. Don't you, Dan? Like, you don't really have, like... I mean, I have my favorite people to shoot with, like, my friends, like I said. But, honestly, like, there's yeah. not many bad people in the sport. So they're all kind of fun to, to shoot with. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It seems like yeah. like a great community to be a part of. Like, I know Dan and I have talked about this, but it just seems like... You yeah. know, like you just once you get in, like you just never, you never want to get out of it. Like, you know, you just well, build like lifelong you. friends in this in this community. So well, I can just, tell you, like our good friend um, Jason Bonando, Dan and I knew um, he passed away this year, and like our shooting community was heartbroken. And a lot of us had never met his wife, but she had the opportunity to come to um, the Great Lakes Championship, which I wasn't able to be there on Sunday, but I know Dan was because Dan's on the committee. And, um, like, she was just able to see how many friends he had, like, how supported he was. And she was like, it's a whole other family. And we're like, yeah, it's literally a whole other family. Like, we love each other. Like, I would do anything for Dan. Right, Dan? Yeah, that's that's totally true. Like, e- like even come on some dumbass podcast he's <laughs> yeah. part of. <laughs> Dumb no, podcast. Yeah. Like this terrible podcast he's a part yeah. of. Listen, well, hey, bo- I came to tell my story about me pooping my pants. So. <laughs> we did circle back. <laughs> we circled back. All right. Yeah. So have you ever told that story to like anybody outside of your immediate family? Yes, but like just friends. So I know this is going to go on Facebook, and I'm going to have somebody be like, "Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, you!" And I'm going to be like, "Yeah, oh, yeah." Did. I'm going to I'm going to post all kinds of TikToks with just the audio of you telling the story. <laughs> it's going to okay get it's going to get blown up. We, we yeah. might go viral. Yeah, <laughs> you could go viral. My uh, crafting story goes viral. There you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we kind of get uh, to wrapping this up, I, um, yeah. m- my dad, um, he, 
has been out of town for the last few weeks, and um, he wanted to uh, kind of make sure that he kind of did something cool for us. Um, and he said, so thank you for your service, for everything that you do uh, for the country. And uh, he bought us a bottle oh, of shit. David Nicholson 1843 Kentucky bourbon. Oh, oh shit. So, damn. All right. Oh, awesome, dude. That was from... Yeah. That was from uh, Big Ken? Yes, Ken, from Ken Williams, yep. Damn. So, that's hard proof. That's so cool. Yeah. That's 100 proof? We ain't snorting this. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we better. Oh. We have to snort it. <laughs> said, we have to snort it. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said, here, he's like, you know, don't drink too much of this. If you need a ride home, let me know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's cool. So yeah, that's I wanted awesome, to, uh, to make sure to give that oh, to you man. guys. So. Well, thank you, Ken. Yeah, thanks, and Ken. Awesome. That's awesome. That's cool, man. Outstanding. Yeah. We're not drinking that tonight. I got to work tomorrow. Yeah, no. <laughs> good. I'm drinking it tonight, and I have to work <laughs> we'll tomorrow. Come, we'll come back for the next episode, and there's that much. Yeah. Left. yeah. Woo. Bob's yeah. laying on the couch. Yeah, I've been sleeping well, for three days. <laughs> well, Amber, this has been a, a ton of fun. I appreciate you yeah. you coming on. Thanks for having me. It's been quite the journey, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you enjoyed our our nonsense. Yeah, yeah, great story. Um, congratulations to all your accomplishments this year. That's that's awesome. It's awesome to hear that side of it. I don't know that much about the um, about the sporting place community, um, but just listening to you in in the stories that you and Dan have, like it's kind of like mm-hmm. I like I said, I'm an old hillbilly from way back who just you know. I I remember busting clays where we were chucking them with a hand thrower and <laughs> you know yeah. shooting them, shooting them with grandpa shotgun type shit and um, it's kind of reinvigorated me to like get interested in the sport because I love to shoot I love to shoot everything I've been in the military for 21 years and um, it's I I've shot everything from just you like, can name it I just like but, guns. I do. I I love guns. I love to shoot and I love to, and I'm very competitive as well. So I think that this is something that I could possibly get into. Like, and I love to waste money on a lot of nonsense things. Uh, So do we. Sounds like something I could get into. Why not waste it on on guns and ammo? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I spend, I spend money on, on dumber shit for sure. So uh, I think when you get back, when you get back from the Caribbean, we'll, we'll have to go. They have that, uh, Cosmic clays at Island Lake. Dude, that was so absolutely, much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in. I want to go to the Caribbean. Who's going to the Caribbean? <laughs> Me yeah, too. I, I mean, we were talking about cosmic I'm clays, but to... let's go there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, maybe they have cosmic clays down in the Caribbean. I'm going to the Caribbean. Yeah, maybe I'll shoot them off the back of the <laughs> ship or something. Yeah. That sounds like so nice. Bob's going to go ride on a boat for a couple weeks. Hitting oh, golf balls and shooting clays off the back of a cruise ship. Oh, man. Awesome. That, that is <laughs> that like cool. life for me. Like, that'd be awesome. That. EPA won't give a shit about yeah, that. Hey, fuck it. Shoot a bunch of lead in the ocean. Hey, Let's we'll, do shoot, it. we'll shoot steel shots. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who can afford that? Well, I guess if you can afford a cruise, you can afford to shoot steel shots. Yeah, yeah, no I can't, kidding. Yeah, I can't afford any of it. So, hmm. yeah, that, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that cosmic clays. That was, that was a ton of fun last year. Even though it was stupid cold, that was, uh, it was something to do in the winter when there's nothing else going on. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't ice fish because that's dumb. And, <laughs> and it's just cold. And you ice fish is twice I don't, as much I as don't I own do. a snowmobile to go snowmobiling like the Browns do. Um, so, oh, it's, cool. so it's either I sit, sit at home doing nothing or go shoot some clays. So. Team Brown beat down. That's how it goes out yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Well, I tell you, maybe we'll just have you guys all up sometime and go snowmobiling. That would be so much fun. Whoa! There you go. Don't yeah. tempt us. There with you the go. Good time. We'll, go. And we'll do uh, we'll do a podcast. There you go. Up at the Brown yeah. Camp. 
Awesome. We'll bring, we'll bring the David Nicholson up. We're going to save it for a special occasion. Yeah. I think we'll be doing much snowmobiling and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we'll, do the, we'll do the Nicholson first, and then we'll go snowmobiling. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Okay. I'm going to bow out. <laughs> I got something going on that weekend. You could ride on my sled, bro. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Um, Bob, any, any final comment for Amber? No, just uh, thanks. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, again, that's a that's an awesome story, and congratulations to all your accomplishments this year. And uh, we wish you luck in the future. I hope you uh, keep Thank busting you. some clays and uh, winning some tournaments I'm... and stuff like that. It's awesome. Um, again, kind of re kind of reinvigorated my like my um, you know the way I think about sporting clays. Like I, it's something that like I've done in the past, but not. Uh, I've just never really got into it, and just hearing her talk about it and hearing Dan talk about it. Like it's something that I definitely can see myself getting into. So thanks again. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Honestly, like you guys ever wanted to go shooting. I mean, you know, Dan and now you know me. I'm like, we're a lot of fun to shoot with. I think. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You guys can yeah. be our coaches. Yeah, exactly. And someday yeah. we can come you can, against you. You can tell us what not to do. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Daniel San. No, uh, nothing more for Amber. I uh, like I said, I you know, like Bob said, we uh, we appreciate having you. Um, it was yeah. cool to cool to hear the stories about the hunting and you know all that stuff. It was uh, it was de definitely cool. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me, everybody. Yep. Nice to meet you guys. I do have one last thing, uh, Amber. Just make sure in your hunting pack you pack some dude wipes. Next time. <laughs> oh my god! Right. I actually it, have a funny comment on that. So. Oh, there's more to the story. Okay, no, we mean, got time. No, my <laughs> uncle. So the other day he came home because we we all went up north, right, just to uh, hunt at our cabin for opening week, and uh, he got home and my my uncle's girlfriend's son-in-law is the one that shot the nice buck up north and he was ecstatic and we wanted to see it so he brought it over to the farm and he comes over to me and he goes hey i got something for you and i was like what is it and he's like they're uh they're pee bags and i was like what and he's like yeah i have these pee bags uh tim wanted me to give them to you and i was like what is a pee bag and he's like we pee in the blinds don't have to get out i'm like that is fantastic because every time <laughs> I'm hunting, i have to get down and pee and I scare all the deer off, and it's never good. So now what we did, have pee bags. What was that, that thing your wife bought? It was the shiwi. The shiwi, yeah. It's, it's like this, I don't know. Like a, it's really weird. It's like, like a girl it, funnel or something. It's a, yeah, it's a funnel. Yeah, it's it's basically a, it's a funnel yes. that oh is ergonomically formed <laughs> for a woman yes. to be able to pee <laughs> like a dude. <laughs> and and hey. I bought I bought this because I I have two I have two daughters uh, seventeen and fourteen and they and they go fishing with me we're out on the boat for long hours and I bought this shiwi th we bought the shiwi thing for them so that they could uh, kind of pee off the side of the boat as opposed to like hanging their butt off the side of the boat or peeing on my live well like they tend to do from time to time but it was uh, it, it was a big miss like they hate it. Like they try, like one of them tried it once, and they're like, "This is terrible. I'm not using this." Well, just, <laughs> it, it, it seems like it's like a gag gift. Like it's, it's just, a real, it's a real Christmas. thing. I think yeah. it's a real thing. Yeah, 
Somebody's yeah. probably used it and it works. Otherwise, they yeah. wouldn't be selling them. It, it's an ongoing kind of joke about dude wipes in this on this podcast, though. Like we've been talking about since like episode. Like, they they two need the sponsors like too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, pack some dude wipes in your uh, in your in your hunting backpack. You'll be all right. I yeah. definitely will. Uh, <laughs> then, I need them. That seven hundred meter or that seven hundred yard walk won't be so bad. Oh my god, Dan's gonna puke so again. <laughs> we learned that uh, Dan doesn't do well with gag noises. Yeah, if he hears other people <laughs> gagging, he starts to gag. So you guys are so sick, man. He's <laughs> like, I hate you guys. All right, Amber. Well, I I appreciate you getting on. I know it's been a couple months in the works to kind of get this this schedule, but uh, genuinely appreciate it. Good luck to to you in the in the future. I I would love to have you on again so we can kind of catch yes. up as your year goes on and see how you're doing to your your bold prediction. We know you're going to crush it. The bold prediction, and we'll we'll check in with you guys. And obviously, Dan knows my updates because he stalks me. Obviously, so swim fan. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> He's a fan. He's a Team Brown fan. So. Hey, we we just became Team Brown fans. So always Team Brown. We're, we're, we're going to swim fan you too. Yeah, Thank we'll you. we'll have you on. Is do you guys do you have like social media or anything like that that you um kind of if if you want if you want to go ahead and plug plug whatever you want. So yeah, so um, my Facebook is like the only thing that's like super updated, and I kind of update everybody on my shooting there because like all my shooting friends are on that. So, but I will be starting. I just don't have it yet, but I will be starting a hunting blog. Um, oh, okay. Don't know when, but it's been in the works for a year or two. I've been recording videos out in the woods, um, and I definitely want to start that because I think there's a lot of stuff that will be fun to talk about, kind of like you guys are talking about. So. I'm trying to come up with a name there. I'm thinking maybe like Browns Outdoors or something, but I don't really have it. Like I like Team Brown, you know. Everybody yeah. likes Team yeah. Brown. So it's like, yeah, run, run um, with Team Brown. Yeah, you let us know. Yeah, you, you let us know, and we'll support that as as uh, much as possible. So, well, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say. It. Call, why don't you call it making brown outdoors? That is. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to poke. I had to poke at you on oh, that one. Hey, I, mean, uh, I knew I was gonna get it. You should start a podcast. You should start a podcast, and uh, but if you do. Uh, because you'll be a competing podcast, you have to have us on at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Beating <Perfect>. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have way more listeners. I trust me. Yeah, well, uh, like we only have one. She only has to go to two <laughs> listeners. Yeah, so. yeah, we only have one listener, and it's me. So, <laughs> just kidding. Oh my God. No. Anyways, well, thank you again. Um, we'll uh, we'll touch base again. On, like I said, we'll get you on here again as your your year goes on. Looking forward to you winning the regionals, and uh, we got to get you. Uh, we got to get out there so we can have you whoop Dan and Jimmy's ass. That's right. I know you're going to whoop Bob and I's ass, but I just want to see you beat Dan and Jimmy. So we should do like a terrible outdoors, like terrible like outdoorsman shoot. Yeah. We should do like an event, like a shoot. Dan, you set the shit up. This is what you do. You know, what? Right. I'm, I'm not going to let her beat me. That's not. That's how I am. I compete. <laughs> I'm here to compete. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to let her. She's just going to. Well, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna concede yet. I'm wow. Good. I'm, <laughs> I'm just healthy competition. Here. I'm just messing with you. That, that's me. That's how I am. Challenge I compete with everybody on everything. So yeah. yeah, but yeah. So it's been fun. Um, thank you again, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll follow along your uh, your Facebook stuff and make sure we we share it and and let the world know about the about Team Brown. So 
Thank um, you very much. No problem. Thanks, Amber. Sure. So everybody nice else, uh, you know, make sure you follow us uh, as always on our social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we can officially say as of this podcast, that the swag store is open. It is live. So thank you. Thank you, Dan, for setting up the swag store on the website. Looks awesome. great. Um, orders are already coming in. So um, we'll get those orders processed as fast as we can. So um, thank you for that. Um, thank you for the continued support. Um, make sure you uh, give our podcast a follow and, and share our stuff. And um, as always, get outdoors. Don't be terrible.